Shipomaniac, you're listening to another episode of Ship Talk Show. I'm Dave Ramirez with Miss Chris Greer. Sounds about right. <laughs> um, that's how I feel today. That'd be a good voice to do the whole show in. Oh, <laughs> boy. No, nobody would have any, any trouble, I'm sure. No feedback whatsoever. Coming through the pipes. That's great. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, it's a it's a rough it's a rough morning today. You know, one of those like kid puking in the middle of the night, all hands on deck, cleaning mm. stuff up. You know, it's been a minute since we've had one of these, but it's good. I mean, you have two kids, even harder, but uh, one was enough. You know, a lot of like, you know what? I think we'll throw away this bedspread. It's been <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's been we don't need time. to do this one. Yes. Yeah. No, there's. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's so, it's weird because when I get sick, I want to be treated like a baby. Hi, baby boy. Are you okay? Is everything fine? But when my kids get sick, I'm like, toughen up, you jump. (laughs) It's not fair to them. It's not, but uh, it's more, it's just like a, uh, hey guys, what's, what's, what's the problem? Like, I know, I know you're not feeling well, but but do you really need me to yeah. get you water? Is that, you couldn't do that or plan ahead no. <laughs> or no. Anyway. Yeah. What was, yeah. what was the plan? No, I get it. I get it. Um, rough, rough stuff, you know? Yeah. When I get sick too, even my, my wife, God bless her, you know, it's just like really today, you know, the sympathy, <laughs> the sympathy years are, are over Past, for sickness. Yeah, and the, here, yeah. the honeymoon's over and it's more just like <laughs> you are going to have to like just <laughs> figure it out yourself. I always picture yeah. myself like I, f- I fell out of a third story building with like a spire going through my lung or something. Yeah. And she's the, like, the whole family would be like, come on. Is yeah. this right in front of me like that? That's She's nice. like, you have a runny nose. You need to blow your nose. That's what's <laughs> the problem. Yeah. I'm very much the same. Wonderful. And then I slept. She, you know, she needed to sleep with mom, which is cool. Um, but she's like, you know what? You should sleep downstairs. Just let's, it's, the bed's too small for us these days. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, mm-hmm. let's do it. And now I have the worst, what do they call it? A crick, a crick in your neck. I'm, crick you know, in your neck. Yeah. What even is that word? It's reserved exclusively for for sleep you don't, you don't have a crick in anything else no you don't you know you get a a cramp you get a mm. but it's a crick when it's in your neck <laughs> yeah it's a crick that's weird yeah yeah it's the southern for creek so the web development is still kicking along there's okay. still web development going on hey we're um uh working on kind of a Luro relaunch i thought i'd try some some branding on you do you, do you are you interested yeah i mean i've seen a little sneak peeky stuff it's getting a little more dark red and so yeah go on yeah but i wanted to like kind of really hit like a tagline you know a tagline yeah so so like luro eat fresh yeah 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 that was kind of the post jared era subway i think oh okay let me so that's let me try again let me try think of turkey sandwiches yeah let me try again luro get in the game I think that might be Xbox, but I. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> Getting the. Uh, is there like Nike, maybe? Uh, good, let's do it. Luro, the best a man can get. <laughs> I think it's either deodorant or hungry man. I just... Okay. 
<laughs> All right. Hey, I'm just workshopping. I'll take it back, you know, run them back. I, I won't put any of these out. No, but... that's the shank, Gillette. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah go on. What, one more, you know, like the um, ba-da-ba-ba-lero, you know. <laughs> How do you think yeah, that's good. That, yeah, the little <laughs> jingle might be good, too. Yeah, kind of like a... I'm oh, feeling it. <laughs> Luro tough. That's like, you know, <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's, that's a good, good one, huh? Yeah. Anyway, right. Well, anyway, I, I will say that the, you, it's doing a good job of tracking your components. Is that is that homepage out yet? Was that today? Soon? No, it'll be, yeah, maybe days. close to after when this show comes out. We've got, got a new homepage, new big feature happening, and a, a new, and I'll probably like start doing some live streams, kind of just showing off all the stuff we have and yeah. we built and all that. And then um, I'm going to be in the same boat. We're going to be DevRel's. We're going to switch jobs, both of us, for a little while. DevRel. I'm DevRel Dave, um, yeah, which is actually works, a pretty though, cool name. Doesn't it? <laughs> DevRel Dave is a good TikTok name. I think of all the, remember when like CSS DevRel was like, that's weird. That's a job now, you know? Mm-hmm, you know, I'm mm-hmm. thinking of people like Adam or whatever, but, but before that it was, you know, Jake and whatever. And, and then but then you look back and they're like almost everything I know about what happens in browsers are due to those people. Mm-hmm. Like that's so vital. It's a weird thing. It, it's uh, you know I see a lot of posts about like you know what's the value of DevRel or you know and a lot of DevRel teams are getting cut like in all this downsizing stuff and I'm just like that's your marketing department. Why are you getting rid of them? Like the only reason people use this is because they've talked to this person, you know, like, uh, and you're getting rid of this. This seems a a tragic, uh, misstep, you know, on the path to success. So I don't know. It's, uh, hard to, I don't know. You know, I, I do not, I'm not privy to anyone's books or, or whatever. So yeah. Isn't that the thing? It's easy to armchair some stuff like that. And you're like, but do you know for sure that it doesn't work when people are like, mm, I don't know what uh, it's armchair speculation of, uh, is, is so dumb. I mean, the, the metaphor comes from sports, right? And you're like, I would have done things differently if I was the quarterback. I'm like, mm, you're not though. So yeah. If I was the coach of the billion dollar franchise the cowboys <laughs> i would have played that new uh, freshman quarterback yeah. or whatever yeah. and especially when you have the the benefit of hindsight too you're like mm, yeah you would have you would have you would have seen that coming i bet you buddy yeah yep that's all that why didn't he think of that you know or she right. think of that you know it's just like why didn't they think of that i'm noticing i'm a little hot here i'm gonna pull it oh my gosh it's so Marty, real low though. I wish I understood sound, Dave. My gosh, not to segue this too hard, but like I have all these different mics. I think are just fun to own. They're fun to look at. I'm like what I what I what I hoped I never was. This is like I'm not like this with music. I don't like pine after lots of instruments or really fancy ones or have discussions about my 18 guitar pedals and stuff. I've always been like whatever instrument you have, you know, just I like to play it on the porch. Let's play together. You know, mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I just want to make the, the the music. I don't want to like because I, I felt like sometimes some people they hide behind the like the knowledge of the meta game rather than the game itself or something. Yeah, like that, it, you know? it's very web development. Uh, not to pull this back. I want to hear more mm. about but like about microphones. But like it's like very like top five jQuery plugins. You know, I'm sure there's like top five guitar pedals you need to own, you know, like right to sound like whatever Pantera, you know, and perhaps yeah. the very best people, they know both. 
They're really mm-hmm. into their equipment and they're excellent players, right? But that's the t- very highest echelon of person. So it's very hard to get to become incredibly skilled musician, right? So some people, instead of that route, they're like, well, I have the 10 pedals. I can talk about the 10 pedals because that's mm-hmm. just, it's almost like easier to level up your gear sometimes. Yeah, I think you can hide behind that in tech too. Be like, I bought all the nicest stuff. I pay for the nicest services, but my startup didn't hit or whatever. It's like, well, you need, there's more to it than that, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, I think I've become that a little bit with with recording equipment. Not that I have like millions of dollars worth of stuff, but I do own like five microphones. I'm always trying new webcams because I kind of want... Like at some point, I'm like, I'm, shouldn't I be able to like buy myself out of this problem? Shouldn't I be able to buy a microphone, plug it in, put an acoustic guitar in front of it, strum it nicely, put my headphones on and have it just sound, have it just sound amazing? Yeah. And I, I can't do it. Mm. Anything I record just sounds like garbage. And I feel like, okay, it's time for me to stop hiding behind the equipment and the, the foam panels and whatever and learn what it takes. That's hard, (laughs) but important in DevRel here when we're on the cameras and the mics all the time, but, or, but isn't it weird after like 12 years of podcasting, you're still like, I, I don't know if I'm going to be too high or too low. I mean, they're blown out or I'm like way too quiet. There's no middle. I don't know how to get in the middle. You know, it's, it's weird. So what are you doing to solve your equipment woes? Are you, are you? taking a class or um... I've been YouTubing a little bit, but I'm, I'm not really what I, I kind of want to do is here's the problem, Dave. I want to buy myself out of it again is my mm. implementation. Like mm-hmm. how can mm-hmm. I, can I pay somebody local to come over to my house, take a look at all my equipment and be like, here's what you're doing wrong, bud. You know, like my hire an adult service, you know, like I hire handyman. Can I hire in home education for my, cause it's tempting to take a, a real class, but then you're like using their crap. And you're like, I, I, but I want to learn on my crap, you know, like in case there's a big difference between, you know, like what if you take a class and it's all windows or something? I'm like, well, I'm sure I learned some fundamentals, but like that doesn't help me kind of immediately. One thing I've learned a little bit, I wonder if I'm in the right direction here is that like I'll, I use like GarageBand or something to, to record instead. And then it has so much like EQing stuff available that's not there when you just like hit record and QuickTime player or something or even audio hijack or something, you're just getting really raw audio. And I wonder if what takes it from this like tinny guitar ching to hong is the post stuff that you do. Like how, you know, because, but that mm. it's, it's counterintuitive because, you, you know, you'd think good input audio is already pretty close to what you want. That's what I've, at least I have that somewhere in my head. And then all the post stuff is just tweaking it and polishing it and stuff. But I wonder if that's not true. I wonder if there's a little bit, there's like more to, you know, you're intentionally getting this really raw sound. And then to get it to sound like you want, you have to twist all the knobs how you want it, you know? I don't know. I just, I don't know enough. I feel very ignorant about it all. Yeah. I, I So early, like in my 20s, I had, I bought, I, I worked at a camp all summer long and I literally put every dollar I made into a Martin a dreadnought acoustic guitar. So it's oh. a, it's a, 
Still got it. It's a D16 RGT. Yeah, it's actually, it's being fixed. (laughs) I think I need to bail it out. Uh, It's being fixed by the guy who fixes Willie Nelson's guitar, which is kind of cool. He's got a little lineup, I suppose. You're going to get it back in 2025 kind of thing. Maybe. I I turned it in last year, and then I think he just never called me. I don't know. So I'll I'll have to figure out (laughs) what's going on. Yeah. Uh, Got to get that baby back. But anyway, it's so I spent, and I'm probably going to spend as much, but I spent like sixteen hundred dollars on it or something like Mm -hmm. like and that's like an expensive guitar but that's like the low end uh, of expensive guitars nice martins for sure that's pretty low end yeah i would have thought you're gonna say five six or something yeah no i mean it was it was i think it was like on sale or whatever but it was on it's the lower end of like a, a nice expensive guitar it sounds beautiful to me it's like rosewood just beautiful uh, sounds Ooh. great, but it is, um, but so I put a pickup in and that sounded horrible. Like the piezo, like just tinny. And, and I, did you put it like in the sound hole? You didn't screw anything into it. Did you? I have like the sound hole. No drilled through the bridge and put a piezo in the bridge. And so oh, that's um, a little, still a little nerve wracking, but at least you didn't like cut a hole in the bottom. Yeah. Of the <laughs> yeah. But it's not, it's not, uh, what you would call it? It's not electric. It's not. It's like a passive pickup, but but it yeah. sounds really bad. And sucks. so like yeah. So like when I play through like an, a, a a amplifier or whatever, if I go through a board or whatever to like some yep. PA system, it just sounds awful. Uh, or into a computer or whatever. And it's like I didn't I didn't buy the guitar that is coming through this electric system. So like I spent all this time trying to get this like finding the right pedal i eventually found one it's like the diodario pedal i doubt they even make it anymore but it's it's really it gives me like the right amount of control but then i slowly learned like i had to like mic the guitar you know and plug in through and so i'm double tracking the guitar just to kind of get it like a good mix of like clean signal and uh like room sound you know and so okay. anyway but it's but it's hard and like banjo i know you play banjo like that thing is just so loud right out the gate you know it's can probably bust through a bunch of mics and it is yeah i've been trying to like do multi-track stuff just for just for fun a little bit and i really i can't just record like a guitar and then just switch instruments in my hands but leave all the rest of the settings okay and hit record again because they'll be all wrong just gain wise yeah yeah well, and that's, yeah, I, and then what you go show up to your actual job and try to hop on a zoom call and it's just, your zoom calls wrecked and cause you like have like, you're playing through your guitar mic or your amp, you know, and like, uh, yeah, anyway, it's, it's hard to keep it. You almost need like a dedicated computer set up just for the guitaring tracking and stuff like that, you know? Um, yeah. And, I, and now I feel like I'm saying things definitively. What I just got done saying, I don't know anything. I can't, I can't, I don't know what to do. Anyway, it's, it's actually kind of fun because I'm starting to break through just a little bit and have some good, more yeah. understanding. And I have, I have the space and equipment for it. So, right. So I've handled the, you know, like the, the dream can, can happen now. Good. Um, not that I even have that much of an idea. 
You know, like I, I am a little cart before the horse. You know, like we say with website, we on this show, we always just build websites. You know, like you got an idea, just build the dang thing. That's how you're gonna, that's how you're gonna level up. And having the idea is the motivation you need to get through it. Whereas if somebody was like, well, just take this course or whatever, sometimes you can peter out because it's not your idea; it's somebody else's idea. Yeah, you have to follow somebody else's sort of vibe, right, for a bit. And right, yeah. But I fortunately I have all these songs I can draw from. So I'll be like, yeah, I'll record that all one. That, that sounds kind of fun. But it would be different if I had like, I've written a song. I love it. I really want to share it with the world, but I'm going to take my time because I want it to sound really good. That'd be cooler. <laughs> yeah. That at the moment. I think, you know, I think some of it is like sort of like just build websites. It's like get 10 out. You know, that's why I tell people for podcasting, just record 10 episodes and then refactor your setup or like right, figure out, right. you know, what you're doing wrong or whatever. Like so I couldn't agree more, you know, Oh, you got a good idea for a kid's book. You know, this has come up for me, write 10 more then, you know, like mm-hmm. your first one is a cool idea. Maybe that gave you the spark, but I feel like you're not gonna, you know, this is now I feel like I'm talking about Ira Glass or whatever, but that, that seems like the kind of thing he would say, you know, like it's through, it's only through this like attrition of making art that you, you, you get hey. anywhere because your taste is, should be higher than what you're able to produce. You know, you know, you're in trouble if you record your first song and you're like, oh my God, am I good? This is, <laughs> this is incredible. You're like, your taste is either a little low or your taste calibrations are off. The great American prophet Bruce Springsteen said, you can't start a fire without a spark. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'll just do an affirmation for everybody. You can't start a fire without a spark. I got tingles. So, yeah. I mean, I just, that's it. You know, can't start a fire can't start a fire without a spark. He's so good, and isn't this he? This gun's for hire. You can hire me, Dave Rupert, uh, like to consult. <laughs> so. Can you go still still go see Bruce Springsteen, or is he done? I don't know. Um, I would go see him. Yeah, what a treasure. Um, <laughs> white guy likes other white guy. Sorry, a little predictable, <laughs> but I do like him. Um, I just saw Barbie last night. So it's on the, it's on the mind a little bit. Ooh, we all right. I didn't see night. Barbie. I, I didn't see Barbie yet. So it was good. There's like a moment where just to ruin, it's been a month people. So yeah, I'm not ruining too, too bad. There's a mo- you know, Ken is not doing good in Barbie land. Ken, oh, no. only, oh, they, no. Ken is only does, has a good day through the lens of Barbie. You know, if she says hi to Ken, that's a good day for him. But otherwise he's pretty sad and pretty life's not great for Ken in Barbie land. But then he comes to the real world and it's like, the real world is great to Ken. He, oh, he comes really? and he's like, okay. look at these men are just doing great. You know, he's seen CEOs shoot finger guns at each other. And he's like, I'll have a job, please. And they're like, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it turns a little darker over there. But that was my favorite part of the movie is when he finds out just how great the patriarchy is for him. It was just funny, you know. I think I need to take a day off and just go see movies. I think that's kind of on my, my future, yeah, near future. Like just like, uh, you know what, you know, what's going to happen is hey, go Dave, you only got to pay for movies. one, you know, just stay in there. <laughs> Classic hey, do good high trick. schooler style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Life. Yeah, I mean, you buy a popcorn there ahead anyway. Our, the movie theater was so small when we got there, they had stopped checking tickets, you know, and we, and they said, there's a little crappy sign that says, oh, go, go to the bar and tell, you know, show them your tickets there. We walk in there and we're like, oh, we, we got to show our tickets. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> so 
<laughs> that's some small town stuff here in bed. She's like, what do you want to drink or not? You know, there's plenty of seats. Um, that's funny. Yeah. No, buy popcorn, wear a black hoodie. They, you're invisible. You're, you're <laughs> <laughs> right. Just um, keep to yourself. Yeah. This episode of Shop Talk Show is brought to you in part by Notion. That's notion.com slash shop talk. Today, I'm excited to share that they just launched Notion Projects, which includes new powerful ways to manage projects and leverage the power of their built-in AI features too. Notion Projects combines project management with your docs, knowledge base, and AI so you can stop jumping between tools and stop paying too much for them too. Uh, right, so a lot of project stuff. Love using Notions for projects. Really a sweet spot for Notion, I think. Imagine you set up your project in Notion, one big projects database, and you you know you can even break it into sub projects. That's what we do. Love doing that. And then you're assigning cards to individual projects. You know, I just think of it as a card. It's really just an entry in a database. Call it whatever you want, and you can move it around, and you can write whatever you want in there, but. Some of the power of it comes from the ability that you can add kind of arbitrary <clears throat> pieces of data to it, right? Like a database is. Like it's free form at some point. You can use it like a document and write stuff. But here's some of ours. Like here's a task card when I'm planning in CodePen. Who is it assigned to? One or many people or nobody in the, at the moment. How long do you think it's going to take in days? How many days did it actually take? Empty for now, but when we close it, we'll fill it out. The dates, like when did it start? So we can kind of get a timeline going, which is a great feature of Notion. What's the status of it? Is it upcoming, a to-do? Is it blocked by something? Does it need a meeting? Is it intentionally don't work on this right now? Is it in started but paused? Is it in progress? Is it completed? You know, don't go crazy with them, but uh, I think it's nice to, to have some statuses there. Is it attached to a particular release? Does it have a certain priority? So a, a couple of levels of priority might help you pick some cards over other cards. We have about twice that many, actually, because we do other stuff like connecting it to GitHub and what it's blocked by and if it has child tasks, things like that. Very, very, very useful, I just have to say. And then let's say, let's say you're trying to describe that task. Why not start with some AI? Ask it to describe what you might need to do for that task just to get your brain going and then adjust it for that task. Super cool to have AI right at this moment. Do your most efficient work with Notion projects. You can try it for free today at notion.com slash shop talk, all lowercase letters there, notion.com slash shop talk. When you use our link, you're supporting our show. Go right now to notion.com slash shop talk. Uh, I, here's a correction from from the WordPress show, we were talking about components and stuff and how PHP land didn't, didn't handle that particularly well, I would argue still doesn't really, not that it's a bad language or anything. It's just the front end decided that this like world of props was kind of the way and attributes it has just won out as a compositionally nice way to, to make stuff. And I was like, Oh, it's so annoying that, PHP didn't do that. It's kind of not true. It's like the the basic, very basic include statement in PHP doesn't do it. But I think people have known this for so long. There's a classic in WordPress that's been there just forever called git template part. Mm. Um, did I credit Russell yet? Russell Heimlich wrote in about this. That's how WordPress wants you to get little pieces of PHP. And that you can pass 
um, at least parameters to a little different than attributes, but parameters are pretty close. Uh, not as nice as attributes, I'd say, but okay. So it's sort of a wrapper around like an import um, that right. also would do some kind of um, prop passing. And you can name arguments in PHP two, which is pretty close to probably what you want. You know, yeah. You know, we had a another question come in from Simi DeClerc. Uh, fan of the Classic show. question asker. Probably number one of all time on Shop Talk Show. Certainly in recent. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, sitting on the throne of uh, uh, question asking. Very talented um, question asker, I'd say. Yeah, go uh, on. But uh, so there was, in originally asked like the, the Python uh, oh gosh, what, I'm blanking on the which ones they were. Jit Jitsi, no, Jit, that's the Ninja. Ninja. Ninja and. Ooh, this is tough. What was the other one? Okay. Whatever. Ginger. Flask. <laughs> Flask. Yes, you're right. Okay. Um, so, uh, so said, thanks for answer on uh, component libraries, but what's the difference between a component library and a templating language? And um, this is. language? Yeah, that's a little more clear. Well, this exact, like, sort of thing uh, is exactly what I came to my mind. You know, I think like a, a templating language is going to be like mustache or handlebars or liquid or, or, you know, PHP is a little different because it gets into like, it's a whole language, you know, it's not just a templating language. Um, right. Twig you'd use in PHP if you wanted just templating it. Yeah. And so like you have like these, you know, it's basically just to echo out variables like title, you know, and it probably has like a for loop. It probably has if statements. JSX would probably fall into this to some degree. Just it's a template language, you know, um, a way to echo variables and a way to um, and print them on the screen and then a way to um do for loops and if statements would probably be sort of like the end. There's a few more things like currency formatting or something like that, sorting, stuff like that. Okay. Uh, where it sort of blurs the line is does that that template language have partials, you know, which is like what this git template part is, you know, it's a partial. Right. Um that you can like pass variables or props into. And, you know, I think must handlebars has that feature. It's like you can create a handlebar partial and pass variables into it. And so that's where it starts getting like, you know, you have a component in handlebars, but it's just, it's sort of like, I don't know, a, a extension of the, the template language that, that allows you to like include a partial into your thing. I would maybe say partials and components are different. I don't know, but, um, cause it's so dependent on that language framework. Um, but that's kind of me, but I don't know. So, I mean, the philosophical thing is the second you make a, a little partial, is that a component? Have you just instantly made a component library? You know, like, sort is that of, actually yeah, the same thing? You kind I mean, of like, have, but... Yeah, especially if it's, you know, to be visualized. If it's a little date component, I guess you have, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but just because it's a separate file doesn't mean it's a visual component necessarily, you know? Like, we're, if you looked at our whole system of, of, of you know, quote-unquote componentry, there'd be an awful lot of, like, hooks and, you know, reusable kind of things that do data fetching and functionality and aren't necessarily 
a drop down menu or something. Yeah, kind of its own isolated logic machine, right? Like a little state machine to borrow from sure David Kurshid's little metaphors. focus trap component or a error boundary component or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. So. All right. That, but that is interesting to, to, to think about, you know, because words mean things. It's good to know what you're talking about. Yeah. There's a, um, I recently, so uh, I got through like some videos from Google people and then Surma's blog. He has this post. It's kind of an epic opus. Surma's uh, blogging again? Not really, but but his cost <laughs> of convenience from last summer. Um, I finally got around to reading it. Okay. Um, and he offers a really uh, good, uh, uh, I guess, distinction between library and framework that I really liked. Um, and it's based on Martin Fowler, who computer scientist guy, his sort of view of it. Um, but it's all based on the inversion, con- the inversion of control, which is a computer science principle, um, like who's in charge, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. so when I, and this is what Sermer says, when I use a library, I slot the library code into my code. Does that make sense? So yes, it does like jQuery or whatever. You just, you call out to it and it helps you out a little bit. Yeah. And so a framework on the other hand makes itself the center of the universe and offers slots for me to slot my code into. So so in a sense, like a framework is where you write code that goes into that machine and uh, a library is when that little machine fits into your code. So it's a- at the extremes, it makes so much sense. You're like, next, next is a framework. I have to adhere to its rules. It would only ever make sense to use one of those. You know, like this is happening to us at CodePen right now. Of course, I want, we're, you know, we're working on 2.0. It's going to be amazing, you know, and we, we want to support all the, all the tools that you would ever want to use and to set ourselves up for the future of wanting to use more, right? Using more than one framework doesn't make sense, right? It's putting itself at the center of the universe. Like you just get to pick one of those. Or as we're trying not to do that generally, right? We're trying not to give constraints to you and what you want to do, but framework is the kind of like, we got to call it at framework. You know, you only get one mm-hmm. of those, but you could have 10 libraries, you know, so, so Lodash or whatever, the classic example of that, that's not being, it doesn't care how you use it. Mm-hmm. You just reach out and grab it. But it, the where this gets weird is that, like, what about all the stuff in the middle? Is there stuff? What about something like React Router? That's... You just use it to help you out. You just, it's just a little library. You pull it and it routes it routes to the component you want to use. You could think of it like a library, but it's like, man, it's so foundational to everything else that you're doing. It's tempting to be like, I don't know. I have to kind of do things how it does things. So it's kind of a framework too. That's tricky. That's, that's, yeah. I just, yeah. I, I think like, cause there are things like, like lit, right. Is, is like a, library right they they yeah, call it a you library just use it it just helps you out with a little bonus stuff for web Sprinkle components it, but like it creates lifecycle events for web components it like adds a whole new render function and you know like yeah if you really lean into how its way of doing things your whole code base is how lit does things so it's kind of a framework so it's kind of a framework so uh, either we need a middle word or we need a uh, um frame lib frame lib <laughs> no Guys, right there. We didn't. (laughs) It was just sitting right there for decades. (laughs) 
frame libs. That'd be the kind of blog post that would probably get too many hearts. Like it mm. would just, it would, I almost don't want to read the comments on that blog post. Cause you'd be like, like it's, it's true, but it's also like, it's just talking for the sake of talking. I don't, I don't know. If How about this? Anyone. Here's the, uh, Hacker News, first okay. top rated arc. Yep. What the author doesn't understand is <laughs> science of the longest. <laughs> yeah. You have to say Mar- Martin Fowler in the first sentence to get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Say that and then you'll be at the top, baby. Oh, I can drag us down another rabbit hole if you want here. Why is it, yeah. Do rabbits even dig holes? God, when I say stuff on a podcast, it makes me feel, I'm like, am I saying something dumb? Um, but okay, let's call it now a rabbit hole. You got hole. me second guess. Surely they live in holes. We didn't just as a, like English. We didn't just like we didn't just like make this up. This seems just ridiculous. Yeah, unless I just have the wrong animal. You know, like a, I'm going to say hole? in the uh, seminal Monty Python work, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, that rabbit was in a hole of some kind. So I'm going to say it's true. Yeah. Okay. Rabbit hole. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's right. So it's not drawing upon reality. It's drawing mm-hmm. upon the the fable. Mm, potentially um okay potentially so i want to because i i keep going through different mental journeys with the dang um, social media crap right because because i twitter i can't even call it x but you kind of have to i kind of want to draw it a line in the sand just like i'm just going to call it twitter because it's just more clear to me like X is just a letter. I just hate it anyway. And I hate Elon Musk. So it's like, I it just can't. Oh my God. I just opened the stupid app and there's a tweet from him and I can't even look at it. It's so stupid. So like if, if, if it woke up tomorrow and they're like, oh, we're calling it, we've failed and we're going to shut this whole website down. I'd be like, that's good for the world. So I hate it. Right. But at the same time I tweeted, you know, because we're a business too, you know, like, like you said the other day, it's probably not great for Luro that Twitter's dead, like kind of not the best timing. You know, it used to be absolute ground zero for web designers and developers talking to each other. Not so much anymore. So anyway, I do, I do like one tweet from CodePen the other day and just put a little video of this cool little pen people do. You know, I try to do that a couple times a week. Just be like, this is an awesome pen. You should see it. And I'll attach a video to it. It got like six plus thousand likes. You know, like that's awesome for us. That's great visibility for CodePen. So I'm hesitant to just be like, never touch it ever because it's not just the ownership. There are good human beings still using it too. And you're talking to them. So it's kind of like, anyway, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. all that aside, I'd like to just put the bare minimum of wiring so that when I write on my blog, I'm syndicating it out, and I wouldn't hate it if Twitter was still part of that stuff. But, you know, they dinked with all their APIs, and now, like, every API thing I used is busted for doing Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But not all of them, right? Because I still use Buffer for CodePen, and Buffer still works with Twitter somehow. They cut a deal, or they just pay the crazy fees or whatever it is to make it work. So it's like there's some way in still. There's a WordPress plugin called Xposter. That, you know, they've already rebranded to X, you know, and you have to put in, you know, your app password, your app secret key, your your API key, your app secret. There's four things you got to copy and paste after doing all this work and stuff. And I just tried doing it yesterday and it still doesn't work. 
there's something wrong with it. There's one called FS Poster that claims to be able to do it. It's even more complicated to sign up. I couldn't get it working. It's like, geez, I've been a developer my whole life. I can't freaking get this stupid API thing to work. And they say, Twitter says, there is a free API that allows you to post 1,500 posts a month, right? Which is more than I'll ever need. So theoretically, this should work. Doesn't work. Absolutely obnoxious. But that's one thing on the list. I also wanted to go to Mastodon. I have my LinkedIn active, and I, it was, I only recently realized that they even have like a, a feed-like model on LinkedIn. Mm. I didn't even know that. But they do, and apparently people get good engagement there. It's good for professional, blah, 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 blah. LinkedIn's on the list. Threads is brand new. Might as well post her over to Threads too. You know, I have a decent amount of followers on there because, you know, ha- everybody that followed you on Instagram yeah, just Instagram comes over. Carries over. Yeah. Blue skies, new and upcoming. Those are all pretty simple Twitter-like things. They all have their own little communities that are building. And I'm not even trying to figure out how I uniquely integrate into all those. I just want to publish the title of the post, the featured image, and a damn URL to the blog post. Because I just want it to be like, I syndicate everywhere. That is what syndication is. Mm-hmm. I send my crap out. You can follow it if you want or don't, whatever. I'm just syndicating there. And I wanted to get it set up, but it's like, my God, all the, there used to be like a suite, you know, like I use Jetpack Social. That's what it does. It posts all these places, but then they never really supported a ton of stuff. And then they lost Twitter too. So it's like kind of like, hmm, they don't really do it. They certainly don't do the new ones like Threads or Blue Sky. And then so I find one that does support Threads and it worked. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But of course, it's this big tool that wants to do them all for you. But it doesn't work for X, Y, and Z. And then uh, Microblog, great tool. It can do Blue Sky. It's the only one that can oh, do Blue Sky. Interesting. Uh, so that's cool. But it's also it's designed to support a whole bunch of them. But it's like I only really need it for that one because I already have this other tool set up. I have like this one-off tool for Mastodon that's doing a great job. So I would get rid of it and use another one of these tools. But it's like it's proven. It's working. Why rock the boat? So I'm like if I got my list of like six of these services to send out to, I got to use six different tools to get them there. And it just feels like a house of cards. I'm like, man, we are we are in a rough spot for just basic syndication of of posts. Isn't that weird? It's like we collectively decided social media is not working. Let's go other places. But we didn't take like the one piece that makes it, you know, I guess usable or, or like the distribution of your own content. We didn't take that with us or, or whatever. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. weird. Um, you think any social network would try to make that easy. So like there's a new influx of content from our own Mr. Enns mentioned that though. He's like, well, threads actually makes it pretty easy. You know, all I had to do is give them my username and password and I, it somehow automatically posts to threads or they have really clean, easy API access, but it's like, it's probably cause they're new and mm. making that easy is good for them. Then they'll realize that this is some spam vector or something or start charging for it. It's just the circle of life, you know, little bit of irony. Cause Instagram doesn't let you post links and that's why like Linktree exists <laughs> or whatever. Right. Uh, funny. Um, yeah. So was that ever true or did they just, was it, were they just like, nah, let's keep people here. I I think it was an engagement. I think they said, we're not going to let yeah. people link out. It could have been also like a pornography dodger. I mean, I'm sure people would be like link to my cool account, you know, and then, just uh it's just porno spam so 
What I think what I want is for micro. I want them to be the winner because it's a great service. And here's the cool part is it's just they just read your feed and then syndicate out from your feed, Maybe. which means that it's not WordPress specific. So like you have a feed, Dave, if you wanted to send, use your Jekyll powered feed to spit out to all, my whole list of ones, if you cared to pick those same ones, they would do it. It's just, you know, I don't think they'll ever even try to do Twitter again. Why would they? You no. know? Well, he started that. So I know Manton, so we could probably get him on the show if we want. But um, yeah, we should. Uh, but yeah, he started it because of like, Twitter stuff like back when like Dick Costolo was in charge. I mean, you know, I think he just was like, man, I can't, this is too chaotic to build on as like to build a business on. So he just started microblog. So, yeah. And it looks like a lot of people just use it to blog. Mm -hmm. And I think that's fine. If you, if you want a really simple place to blog, it's kind of great for that. It's just, I don't, I don't need that. But it doesn't matter because it just sucks in stuff from your other feeds and can syndicate out from that. You can just use it as a as a tool. It's not just for for syndicating, but it can do that. I would honestly maybe like that sort of like a, you know, back in the day you used to have your micro blogs, right? Which I guess that's what it's called. But like <laughs> you like my tweets, tweetish things, my blog posting, my my likes over on the the feed bin or whatever. And maybe I could yeah. add context to that there or something like that. Um, I just think that would be kind of, I, I don't know, useful to have all that in a feed um, as opposed to like, I, I of course could write my own, like, like Jeremy key style uh, and do it that way. But I don't want to do that. You know, I'd rather it just be kind of like, yeah, a, if it was my whole job, I could, I could do it. It, it. it came, the blue sky thing came up cause I was asking around on blue sky. Does somebody have a WordPress to blue sky integration already written? There is one I found, but it was broken because Blue Sky's new and they changed their API and it broke the plugin and wah wah, you know. For example, Jason Cocky does it like he's, and then he chimed in and was just like, "Oh, I'll share you the code. I just hand wrote it in PHP." But I'm like, "That's awesome and good job, Jason. Mad props for maintaining your developer skills over all these years." And I can't, I don't have that time to sit around and hand roll. API integrations for my personal blog. Like I'm yeah. hoping that it's, it can be one of these, what do we call it in a couple shows ago? Like one day or a one hour one project? Day build, one day build. Yeah. I was hoping it was a one hour build. One hour you know? build. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that's like, I am doing a catastrophically bad job at posting and stuff like that. I would love it to be more automatic, you know, like, uh, uh, and so I would like to find a way as well. So, Maybe that's a one-day build, man. One-day build. So. Maybe. Here's the list on, on Microblog is um, they have Blue Sky, which is which is cool. I feel like they should add Threads. Threads is probably going to stick around, but it could be just like a we hate meta vibe thing, which I, I get it, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Medium, you know, like a part of me is like, you know, hey, Jeremy Keith does it. You know, he'll put his whole post on there because I think he – like. In his soul, he's like, this is just syndication. I just, it's not actually on Medium. I'm just, it's just another syndication source. But it feels different to me because your whole ass post is there and they have comments and they have like line level highlighting of comments. They're monetizing it. 
<laughs> on it your feels behalf. like pretty like feels all of a sudden like it's the source post when it's not. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they, but they have it, you know, if you're, if you believe, truly believe in syndication, you know, and you put your full post in the RSS, which please do by the way. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they got Mastodon, LinkedIn, Tumblr. I don't like, you'd think I would understand Tumblr, but after all these years, I still don't like, do people just put links on Tumblr or not? Or uh, what? I think you just steal people's memes and post them. <laughs> That's my yeah, understanding like, of Tumblr. I don't think anybody's no. going to follow my personal blog, just like a link to my blog post on Tumblr. I somehow think that's not the culture of Tumblr somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's Flickr, but I, I get why Flickr's there because my, people use microblog as a uh, post a photo thing and to poop, smoosh it over to Flickr is cool. A little old. I mean, if you've never heard of Flickr, it's because you're probably 20 something. <laughs> But I get it. They were one of the original apps that's like, we're, we have great APIs and please use them. I don't know if that's still the case. Yeah. But. Oh, I mean, it was, I, I consumed Flickr through RSS mostly, you know, yeah, like yeah. it was awesome. And then two more on the list for microblog that I've never even heard of, Noster and PixelFed. I'm sure I could just look, but I'm sure Noster is just some Twitter clone or something. I don't even, Yeah. But but whatever. It's good. It looks, you know, it's not stodgy. I think they probably add these things. As they feel appropriate. So the only thing you would need would be a microblog to Twitter or X uh, right. bridge, uh, however that happens. So none but, of these, though, it doesn't look to me anyway. I, sh- I guess I should click through all of them. Have I? Um, well, no, I shouldn't say that. So I just clicked add Noster and it's like, well, put your API key in and we'll use that. So if they added X, it, that's the way that they would do it is like a you know, put your API keys in. And like I said, in the case of X, it requires four API keys because you need a project and secret key and then you need a, whatever, an app within a project. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's, it's fairly complicated. And I think I set mine up correctly, but the logs just say, basically you've been throttled. You've been rate limited on my first post. Mm. So it's like, maybe it just takes a couple of days to get approved or something. I don't know what it is, but it's definitely not as easy as it used to be. And it, I think that the way that apps got around in the past is it was their app, like microblog would sign up for an app and they had such high, high API limits that they would post on behalf of their customers. That way they didn't need to have their customers saying, oh, sign up for an app and all that and crap. Do that, yeah. And you could do that on Mastodon as well with this, this app-like approach, but for some reason, the, the cool plugin I'm using just doesn't need it. You just, it has one of those auth buttons. You click auth, it takes you over to Mastodon, you hit approve, you've now, you know, it's, isn't that how it used to be on Twitter? You would just, you'd grant permissions to an app and the app would keep those permissions and then away, away you Forever. go. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, forever. And you should probably go clean them out sometimes. But that feels like nice, clean API integration for a, mm. for a, for a user. That just doesn't exist anymore. Okay, I've, I've ranted about this enough, but it just seems like, oh, my God. And, and who, should, who should win this is somebody who's got skin in the game. Like Buffer should support more things. Yeah. Or, or Microblog or Jetpack Social, which was kind of the point of them. And I like that because it was so integrated into WordPress. I could see previews of what it was going to look like on all the different services and stuff. And it's not that, they're, it's not that they won't do it. I, I have no idea. But Well, I, I think it's because... Automatic owns Tumblr now. I think maybe it's in the competition space. So I don't know. It doesn't seem usually how they roll. Yeah. Uh, but I shouldn't 
I shouldn't say that. Did you see they they launched a hundred year plan on on WordPress.com? That is pretty cool. Like thirty eight thousand dollars, and Ooh. you get hosting support, <laughs> domain registrations. Yeah, but it's a. I mean, I feel like we should do the years. math on, like, yeah, like it still seems pricey you know yeah i don't know let's do let's do scratch pad math let's say you pay 50 bucks for hosting which is kind of a lot right times 12 is 600 a year times 100 be sixty thousand dollars, and that's assuming no inflation or anything which of course there will be in a in a hundred years there'll probably be a devastating war <laughs> that's gonna cause some problems here but still so what would it be so for for if you pay 25 dollars a month you're more in the world. I'll try to get it just right. So 28, 29. Yeah, but I, if I'm prepaying $100 of like $25, that company is going to fold too. Your server is going right. to fold in 100 and years. And this doesn't so. factor in the domain registration, which can be a little pricey. So it'd be about spending $32 a month. I think that's for a cool that gimmick. I don't know. 38K is a lot. But if you were yeah. a blogger, if you're cocky, that's way worth it, you know? I don't know. Yeah, and it looks like it's pretty good hosting too. Like you're getting the the kind of the premium package. I have no doubt for the early people that they're really going to take care of them, so that the so to you know they get good press and and whatnot. Yeah. But I like that you don't even have to worry about your domain name because that's probably the thing that's going to die first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does make me think about free services that offer immutable stuff though, like Vercel and Netlify, where you, even on your free account they're like, oh, here's a URL of your 390th build of this website which you paid nothing for but they've always said well that'll just last forever that url is just a immutable permanent url of that build that's not true right that's not going to be there in a hundred years yeah nah like but what what event makes it, it makes it not an event is it is it more likely to be because the entire company sells or goes out of business or something, or is it going to be because they change policy? And just Somebody, say like, I bet it's when they IPO, Deloitte comes through and cuts all the yeah. They're like, we're going to need some rent, money, all the waste. Yeah, we got to cook the books to make this IPO go. Shouldn't you be so. able to see that coming though? Shouldn't you even be like, we're going to? Of course, why would you ever say forever or unlimited in a yeah. product? Like mm. you're just lying. Yeah. No. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Have we talked about websites at all? Sorry, no, sorry. but I, you know, we do have. I wanted to start a new segment. Yeah, please. Called Happy Project Share Time. Welcome oh. to Happy Project Share Time. Uh, we got a few people like read inbounds, like, hey, I'm working on this project. So I thought, like, hey, this would be a cool time to talk about that and reached out to the Discord. People got some projects they wanted to share. So I'm going to kind of rapid fire, but kind of give you like kind of what I've been seeing here. But um, uh, the first one is from uh, this uh, from Lars Eric Rold. Uh, has a new version of RDB, which is an ORM uh, in JavaScript. And so it's github.com alpha team, A-L-F-A team slash RDB. Uh, So relational database. And it's basically an ORM. There's no GraphQL. There's no uh, migrations and stuff like that. But it's like a really succinct syntax almost like I use Prisma. Uh, It looked exactly like Prisma. Um, You you Mm. say go to this table, get this stuff or insert this stuff. And, uh, and here's the, what I want from it. So, um, pretty cool for something brand new ish to already, it's already got some 300 plus stars. 
um, on GitHub, which is pretty good. So it's got some, it's not totally obscure or anything. Not that you were worried about that, but it's kind of cool. I don't know that I've seen that, you know, so for those that are listening, it's like if you were, if your backend was a node, right, it's still server side code executing here, rather than just like having to hand write an SQL query or something, you use like function calls to get the data that you want, like, you know, ORM, dot table and then you pass it a string that's the name of the table and then you're like please like dot map over the columns you're like oh thanks that it just feels more javascripty but you're getting data from your actual database and that's the same for for queries and mutations or whatever is that you're writing a javascript like language and what happens is that turns into SQL that that executes against that database. But you don't actually have to write a SQL. Is that? But it's not only a way to avoid SQL, or is it? Do I have that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think is. there's like yeah, kind of is. But but you know, like like find first. You know, or you say like find one, or or I don't know what it is in RDB here. I could find it for you, but like you know, like you, you basically can just say like get all instead of like. Select, select star, star you know parent. from yeah. blah 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 you know so you're just it reads more like english i would or active record or something like that it's pretty cool i i mean they, they do have this like thing about like using it on the client you know and that's frightening to me but uh i don't know maybe it works for your situation but yeah uh, that always weirds uh, me out i get i get that, where's the auth layer you know it's typescript and all that stuff that the kids want so uh there you can um you know Check that out. Uh, and then... Um, so the point of this, again, is share, share us your cool thing so that once in a while, Dave and I will share your cool thing on yeah. this show. Yeah. yeah. And then I was going to say, Russell Heimlich referenced his WordPress RH starter theme, uh, King Cool 68 WordPress RH starter theme. Uh, pretty cool. Um, if you're looking for a WordPress with template, like little partials and uh, components inside. Then we have a few from the Discord. Are you ready? Yeah. Dan Ryan uh, says, uh, web.dev learn privacy. Learn slash privacy is pretty good. Uh, so that's a new web.dev course. Uh, David Lur is working on a new YouTube channel at build UX, youtube.com slash at build UX. Uh, I've watched a few of those shows. They're pretty good. Uh, Melanie is working on auto, Alley Automation, A11Y-automation.dev and Continuous Accessibility, which is a long word, continuousaccessibility.com. Uh, I've had that on my share list for a while. Good job, Melanie, on that one. I think that's such a cool, I've never, that phrase is like, it should catch on. I really like it. Yeah, I, I think this is just the start of something huge, just this idea of like, we are always continuously monitoring our accessibility. So just like you would in a CICD, it's something you need to do. So... Uh, so continuous accessibility, uh, and Adam Coster from Butterscotch, oh, but sorry, Butterscotch Shenanigans, sorry, edit that, Butterscotch Shenanigans is the name of the studio. They have a new game called Crashlands 2, uh, but you should go check that out. But in addition to that, he has a game maker, like, a, that's a video game software, uh, game maker IO, game maker studio is what I have in my brain, but maybe they just call it game maker now. And uh, they have this extension called Stitch, uh, which helps, and it's open source, but it helps you make GameMaker stuff in VS Code. So um, that's pretty cool. Uh, and go check out their game. So anyway, just thought that would be kind of a 
fun little roundup of links and stuff and yeah i really like that right rather than th- rather than us sick picking we'll let you sick pick you know? yeah tell us what you've been working on if you got something cool let us know and uh we'll we'll share it we'll round these up we can't do it every show but we'll do we'll do a little roundups here and there but i like it All right. Well, thanks for hanging out, Dave. I can stop it. Jump to a meeting. Thank you, dear listener, for downloading this in your podcast. Our favorite up. That's what people find out about the show. Follow us on Twitter or X or whatever or Mastodon. Hey, I got <laughs> I got locked out of friggin' TweetDeck, uh, but I got the password to Twitter again, so we're okay. Uh, and oh. also posting on Mastodon now, so we're good. Um, everything's back online. Uh, how are you? Uh, we're good. Uh, and anyway, but where you really can reach us is over in the discord patreon.com slash shop talk show and chris you got anything else you'd like to say well just the shop talk show.com 